This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 450. And the quote of the day is, we must take time to define our own path. Too quickly, we can find the world defining it for us. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here, episode 450 of the Drummer's Resource Podcast, and I hope everything is cool with you. I hope you had a fantastic holiday for those of you here in the States celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, I was just back back east, actually. I was in, was in New York working for, working on a new project for my other company, Revoice, and got to spend some time with Dylan Wissing, who is the guest now. And we, I guess we should have done this interview in person, but uh, decided that we would do it over the air instead. So I had Dylan on the podcast. He was back episode, I think he was number 12 back in 2014. But since then, he and I have become really good friends. So I wanted to get him back on the podcast because I've seen the evolution of what he's done over the years. And even back in 14, he was extremely accomplished and played on records for Eminem and Alicia Keys. He paid on, played on the mega hit Girl on Fire. He's done work for Jay-Z and, and Kanye West and Drake and, and a slew of other people, commercial clients and things like that. But he's really, over the last couple of years, really started to hone in on exactly what he wants to be doing. He's become very, very good at sample recreations and loops and different things like that. Still doing a lot of session work. And and it's just been impressive to see what he's done. So we talk a lot about starting and going from sort of zero to one and, and not having that fear of failure and, and not dealing or not not being concerned about the criticism because you know that that criticism is going to be out there. So, and for a guy who says he's going to do something and do it, I think that the information in this episode you will find very valuable. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get into it with my very good buddy, Dylan Wissing. Dylan Wissing, the man, the myth, the legend, is finally back on the podcast. What's up, buddy? Nick, good to talk to you on the record again, officially. <laughs> on the record. Uh, it's funny because we were just <laughs> together uh, uh, consuming alcoholic beverages, and uh, and but we're like, maybe oh, let's... Maybe you- oh, yeah, I was. And... Uh, but then, and then yeah. it's like, oh, let's do, uh, let's have a conversation three thousand miles away over Skype <laughs> instead of doing it in person. <laughs> Leave it to us. In person is too impersonal. It yeah, is exactly. It's too impersonal. We, we, like, we don't like to do things the smart way. We like to do things our way. Yeah, which is the hard way. <laughs> so the last I was just oh, looking back. The oh, last oh. time the last time you were on was. Uh, was in 2014, which is crazy. So you've had like, and, and since then, like, so I lived in Hoboken for years and you and I, like I reached out to you and we sort of got to know each other, but now we're good friends. And so this conversation is, is a lot more, it's, it's just a lot different. I know that like, I know so much more about you now and I know a lot of, a lot of the stuff that you've been, that you've been working on over the last couple of years and a lot has changed for you, but like what, what's some of the stuff that you're, that you're working on now? And then we'll sort of like backtrack. Cause I, because I feel like over the years you've really honed in exactly what you know where you wanted to focus. But what are you what are you specifically working on now? Let's see. So really, let's see. It's definitely continuing the kind of the path that I had set when you and I first talked. Uh, when you first told me, oh yeah, I'm thinking about starting this. Uh, it's it's an online service. It'll be kind of a website that will I'll interview drummers drumming and thought well you know that'll never work uh but so <laughs> right. since those days still doing things, which it hasn't um, which it hasn't um, worked. right of course yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> this, is, you know, the, this is a charity call i do i do for you know for kids and stuff <laughs> we're gonna figure um, out one of these days uh, so, yeah exactly um um you know i i i just Let's see, in 2014, I kind of just made my first little video with an iPhone 4 and a flip camera and iMovie um, and was really, you know, I'd been doing the online drum tracking service, but still trying to figure out kind of the ins and outs of that, doing recording in my studio, uh, thinking about 
doing, um, you know, drum loops and samples were kind of a thing back then. And uh, so really, over the past, whatever it is, four years, I've really just sort of just dove headfirst into all three of those avenues. And, um, and that's kind of where I am today. So in 2000, whatever year it is, 2018, um, doing a lot of, a lot of online drum tracks, of course, that's kind of the, that's often the bread and butter of the month. Uh, do a shot. I can't even tell you how many videos, um, on, you know, my own drumming stuff, uh, recording stuff, uh, <laughs> that literally I'm in the well over a thousand videos for uh, music school online, the, the music instruction site. And over the past year, I've, I've gone really hardcore into recording drum loops and samples. Um, first for the site sounds.com through native instruments. And, uh, and just recently I've, I've now started working with another company that, and, uh, and have some, should have some big stuff coming out. Mm, hopefully by the end of the year, if not early next year, that uh, that I'm, I'm really excited about. So the one thing that you said that really stuck out is I recorded well over a thousand videos, and I think I don't know if you and I talked about this the other night, but there's a guy Seth Godin who's a who's a famous marketer, but he's also he's an author uh, above everything, and he says that a lot of people come to him and they say, oh, I have writer's block, or you know, I'm trying to get this book done and I just can't seem to get it done, or or I'm not a good writer or something, and he was saying, well. Show me that you've written, you know, a thousand words a day for the last year and then tell me you have writer's block. And I'm sure that you run into this all the time, too, where you talk to people and they seem like they're not getting traction. I know I, I get it a lot, too, where people reach out to me and they're like, I'm not getting traction. I'm like, OK, how long have you been working on this thing? And they're like, man, I, you know, I put out 10 videos or, you know, I've been working on it for, I, I, I don't know, three months or something like that. And I'm not getting a lot of traction. And it's like, what? You haven't yeah. even started yeah. yet. You haven't even started. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's absolutely. Absolutely. I see it. You know, I, I see it all the time. I, I mean, I probably come to you and said that exact same thing to you. Nick, I've been on Instagram for seven months and, and right. I only have 200 followers. What's wrong I've with posted, me? I've posted seven <laughs> pictures and I not, and nothing is happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even, I haven't even crossed a hundred thousand yet. What's up? <laughs> right. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, even even someone like you who has, you have credits, you have contacts, you work with big name artists, all that stuff. Like, it's even, it's hard for you too. And I think that, I think that people need to understand that you you do have to put in that work. You do have to put in like whatever. Maybe it's not the ten thousand hours for like all the things that you're working on, but like. The, all of the all of the loops that you're doing and you know the samples and all the stuff that you're doing with sounds.com and all that like how did you how did you learn because you didn't just wake up one day and knew how to do it right so there's a learning right. process there oh, so yeah, how do you start yeah. going down like when you want to go down these different paths like you want to start doing loops and samples and all that so like how do you start to figure that kind of stuff out <sighs> this reminds me of a quote I don't even remember who what was it? Uh, uh, what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever. And it was basically the quote is, "If you want to invent a strawberry, first you have to invent the universe." Does it right. ring any bells? No, I never heard that, but I like it. Oh, I, I forget who that. It might be Neil deGrasse Tyson, but it, I, I'm kind of thinking like, well, the same way this, you know, all of this, you, you're born, and then you, I'm going to be do this thing, and that leads to that thing, which leads, to that thing, and then you, oh right, I can do that thing, which blah 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 blah. blah. So, you know, for loops and samples, obviously for me, it was, I'm a drummer. I like recording. I'm into old records because I used to listen to a lot of vinyl as a kid growing up. And then I moved to New Jersey, started working with Ken Lewis doing, you know, you know was suddenly thrown into trying to figure out how to get exactly some sound from some old you, record. You cut out there for one second. Oh. You were saying you started working with Ken Lewis and then what? Oh, yeah, yeah. And just, and, and with Ken, I was... Um, you know, I, I started doing uh, sample recreations, which, uh, among among other things. You know, trying to recreate the sound of some old record from from the '60s or '70s, 
you know, and, and get it exactly right, exactly the feel, the sound, vibe, the you know, all the overtones, the the room sounds, the just everything that goes into the special sauce of whatever this one particular loop and sample is. Um, so that you know, that was a huge training training ground for me. Um, also, I've just always been obsessed with drums and percussion, and, and uh, you know, screwing around with them. I, I mean, I used to when I was younger, I bought and sold on eBay endlessly uh to to pay the bills and because of that you know many hundreds of snare drums and many dozens of drum kits every kind of drum thing that's that's out there i'm happy to say i'm out of that line of work now but you know just how they work how do you put them together how do you make them sound like this or, or like that um so you know that's all the drumming side and then and then I think actually 10 years ago, it was, um, uh, I just realized my triple colossal just had my, uh, I just had my 10 year anniversary as a owning a, my own drum tracking studio. And, um, which I think was literally this month. It might be any day now. Uh, I, I do need to go back and find that, that first file. Um, so, you know, 10 years of, you know, which end of a microphone do you plug the cord into and which end do you point of the drums? Right. Um, you know, and, and you had and, like a uh, backline company for a while too, didn't you? Uh, uh, my buddy David Butler, who's a, a, a another great drummer, he's been out with um, uh, he's been out with the band Guster a lot lately. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, he's uh, yeah, he and I had a, a drum rental company in the in the kind of mid two thousands for for several years, which was interesting as well. Uh, I'm trying to remember what our our biggest uh, we had a, we had a we had a vintage drum set in the uh, Uggs Superstore on on uh, Madison Avenue. I think that was our biggest nice. moneymaker month. That's that your cool. claim to fame. Yeah, that was our, our claim to fame as a, as a drum rental company. Oh, and our other claim to fame, uh, which ties into your world, is uh, we got a call from uh, Jens Henneman, who wanted us to put it the world's <laughs> biggest for for one of his early early drum clinics. Uh, but we unfortunately, you know, we just the timing couldn't have been worse. We couldn't do it. But I. Always regretted not being able to do that one particular rental for to this day. Oh man, I was I was literally just with uh, with Fred the other day, and I was like, and I post. I, I'm sure you saw me post about it on on Instagram. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe I met Jens Hennerman. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening who don't know, Fred Armisen, who's a drummer, uh, he was on Saturday Night Live. He's the house drummer for Seth Meyers. Uh, for late night or late show with Seth Meyer, late night with Seth Myers, and uh, but he put out a drumming of a, a, a faux drumming instructional DVD called Complicated Drum Rhythms or Complicated Drumming Rhythms or something like that, and he goes by the name Jens Hennerman, and it is hilarious, hilarious. So it came out in like maybe the late '90s, early 2000s, something like that. Uh, but you guys should go check it out because it's funny. The, like the funny Mitch. thing about that, my. Uh, oh. What's that? Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, my uncle actually gave no, it to me. My uncle gave it to me as a joke. And he opened it and he was like, you know, do you know Jens Hennerman? I was like, yeah, of course. You know, of course I know who that is. When I had no idea who it was. And <laughs> so I put this DVD in and I'm like, right. what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, so it's, it's hilarious. So everyone should go. This is the most go, amazing right? thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was amazing. It, it's definitely amazing. So you guys should go. Yeah. You guys should go check that out. Um, so you were saying that that you know you had this drum rental company. You've always been into sort of gear. I remember going to a drum show with you, and like I then I realized how big of like a gear guy you are, and and how much you're into it. Which is funny because it goes like right over my head. I just don't get it. Like I walk up to cymbals and I just like touch them, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I don't really know what to do. So, um, but. The and and you've known from the many conversations that we've had, me calling you, and I'm like, I don't even understand how this works, and you explain it to me, so thank you. But the like the drum rental company and and all of the things that that you've done that lead up to this point, like I don't, I'm guessing that you know, ten years ago you weren't like, oh, I'm gonna use all this experience that I have with gear, and I'm gonna understand all of these different things, and that'll help me create drum drum samples and and sound recreation and blah 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 blah. It's like it's the cumulative cumulative effect of all of these things that you're yeah. you're learning over and then you sort of like op your eyes open up and you're like oh like i feel like you really 
over the the course of the last couple of years that you and I have been friends, I feel like you really found your lane, and it was it's been really cool to watch you do that because I feel like before you were, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I feel like you were still trying to like figure it out, right? You were like, what lane am I going to go down? Sure. And now I feel like you're you're there and you're sort of like myopic in in what you want to do now. Before you were like, I could do this and I could do this and I could do this, and now you're like, this yeah. is the things I'm going to work <laughs> on and focus on, and I feel like it's been really good for you. Yeah, it's been great. It's, you know, on, on in all honesty, I, I have to credit some of your stuff too. Oh, I, every time you and I talk, I keep saying, "Nick, when's the next you know musicians? I'm sorry, drummer social media boot camp coming out?" Because that thing was great. Man, I wish <laughs> you'd do that again. It was with 2019 information. That was a great, great package, and. I learned so much, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, extremely helpful. I don't know if any of your listeners, I'm sure some of your listeners know it. And those that don't need to find it. Um, it, it was just, you know, it, it's interesting having your perspective, um, you know, looking at the same things. I, I this is why it's, it's good to have, uh, you know, a sounding board for somebody who's, who knows the, knows the stuff, but sees it from a different perspective and can, can point out things that I haven't. Cause um, yeah, it, part of my problem is it's in some ways it's easy for me to get, um, overly ambitious and get spread too thin in too many directions. And, um, you know, I mean, I love, I love drums themselves. I love drumming. I love recording. I love making videos. Uh, you know, I love art and architecture. I love history. I'm really interested in politics. I'm, you know, I like cooking all this stuff and man, there are only so many hours in the day, and especially when you have a child, there are really only so many hours in the day. And, uh, you know, just trying to stay focused on, on what the hell am I supposed to be doing right now today uh, to, you know, A, keep the, uh, keep the bills paid, and B, try to move the ball down the field or whatever, however those sports analogies work. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you have um, any, do you have any... Sort of specific ways of how you figure out what you're going to work on, like where you're going to spend your time, because it's easy. It's easy to do the sort of the shiny object syndrome and just jump from one thing to the next to the next where you totally just get distracted. Do you have a way of of dictating yeah. what where you're going to spend your time? I mean, part of it still is I just I, I mean, I sort of feel like I just wake up in the morning and just react to whatever is you know, whatever's being thrown at me that day, there's, Oh right. my God, this, this song's need drum tracks, this guy, you know, and you know, I got to call a contractor about my roof and blah. blah, blah. So I, I do feel, uh, pretty overwhelmed many, many times, but I, I love my to do, to do lists. I've heard somebody saying, possibly it was you, but somebody saying, stop doing the to, to do list, just, you know, put it on the calendar and forget about it until it's, you're supposed to do it. Um, but man, if I don't have my to-do list of just, and it's, you know, very clearly defined and okay, this is this video project, that video project, the recording, these tracks, this loop thing, uh, you know, learn these songs for this show, whatever. And, and just try to, okay, what makes sense today? Cherry pick, you know, I'll do that one from this list, that one from this list, whatever. Um, it's, you know, I've somehow managed to muddle through. I, I, I feel like for me and everyone I know, I would kill to have a personal assistant or a, uh, you know, a manager to just tell me what I'm supposed to be doing every day, you know, wake up in the morning and say, Dylan, put these clothes on and go do this thing. <laughs> and then you know, do that thing, whatever, man, I would love that. So anyhow, you know, it's just trying to, trying to make some order out of chaos. You know, I, my wife is a meticulous planner and she can, you know, it takes forever to actually start. But when you, when you actually start doing whatever the thing is, Every single detail has been thought through and there are no surprises and it's, you know, just works. And sadly, I just can't do that. I just have to, uh, today let's, I don't know, uh, let's do drum samples and we're going to, you know, hold a drum sample thing and, and go. Right. As opposed to, well, you know, what, what samples are you going to do? What, why? <laughs> Does anybody want that sample? Well, I don't right. know. Just, I, uh, just go, just do it. Um, so... <laughs> Um, uh, like I said, I, I don't like to do things the smart way. I like to do things my way. And, uh, <laughs> uh, 
I think the common misconception is that when when we look from the outside and we see someone like you that that has been successful doing this, that like everything just comes naturally to you. Everything is easy for you. And it just like, it just works. Right. And I think that we, and I bet that you look at other people who do other things and think the same thing, like, Oh, they just, man, everything they do just seems to work. And they're, you know, they're going through the same thing that you're going through the same thing that I'm going through where it's like one, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Everyone's just trying to figure it out. And two, it doesn't come easy for anyone. It's just repetition and repetition and repetition and falling on your face and figuring it out and like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that again. You know, and after the 12th time of doing the wrong thing, you realize, oh, maybe this is this is the right thing. So I, I, I like the fact that that we're talking about this, that you're like, yeah, I don't I don't I'm not just like. I don't just wake up and it's like, you know, milk and honey all day and everything is just smooth and, and every, you know, everything I do is, is working, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. And I, man, I defy anybody who says that that's how it works for them. I, I really want to see the, uh, you know, the I want to see that. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cause I mean, you know, nobody, there's no guidebook for how you're supposed to live in 2018 cause, or, you know, 2019 cause no one's ever done it. So, right. you know. I don't know. Especially with like the changing landscape of everything. And like we keep saying that and I almost sound like I almost feel like I'm saying this and it's like 2013 where I'm like, well, the music industry is changing. Like it changed already, but it's still changing. It's constantly evolving into this into something new. And like all, you know, everything with the Internet is changing every day. And like, I mean, you look at just the difference in, in a couple years, you know, so like it's 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 drastically changing in a short amount of time and every six months it changes again so like like you said there is no guidebook to this like how do you figure it out you figure it out by doing and trying yeah i mean i'm still you know i'm still madly madly trying to to uh, gain traction on my myspace page and i mean that's been hard <laughs> it's, just, it's know, been I, hard it's, it's time on the that struggle's real <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know and and you know my friendster account forget it i'm you know i've given up um <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough, you know. And it also, I just I keep getting this feeling from that just everything is so oversaturated. Just everything is oversaturated. You know, drummers talking about recording drum loops is oversaturated. So, uh, you know, how do you how do you sort through all that? Um, yeah, and I think everything is oversaturated. Yeah, not just drumming, but I think every. But I also believe that the cream rises to the top. So right. like, you know, 75% of the people who are oversaturating whatever market it is automatically weed themselves out because they don't know what they're talking about or they're scumbags or they're shysters right. and they're trying to steal right. your money right. or whatever. Right. It's like, okay, they're gone. And then yeah. there's other people who are just not good at what they do or haven't put the time in to do it or, you know, whatever. And then I, I don't know. I just, I think that the cream rises to the top. That's just my, yeah. my yeah. opinion, you know? I, I would agree with you and it, you know, and, and you have to wake up every day and say, you know, okay, what am I going to do that, that is going to improve something. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's all cool. It's all part of life and it's all, uh, I don't know. I dig it. It can be a little exhausting, especially when you're, uh, you know, your house is, is flooded, but, right. uh, you know, but, but, but what's the alternative? What do you, yeah, you know, not, and not like, what's the alternative? I mean, like, I don't mean like, what would you do for a job? I don't mean it like that. It's like, what's the alternative? What are you just going to lay in bed all day? Right. Like, you're just not going to get up and try to work. Even if it's like, even if it's a nine to five job and you're like, man, this shit's hard and it's stressful, whatever. it's like, well, what's the alternative? Right. Well, you know? it's also why I, I don't play the lottery. Cause you know, if I won $500 million, well, I would just I'd do the same thing. I mean, I guess it'd be nice to buy a car or something, maybe a new sofa, but right. who cares? I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go back to, to the studio and keep make, making my drum loops and playing drums on songs because that's what I love to do. So I feel like you uh, should play the lottery, and then if you win, you can just give it to me. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> Same thing I'm doing now. <laughs> exactly. So... You know, In a way fancier car. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, way fancier microphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd just fly out to see, like, I would just fly private to come interview you and fly home. You know. Yeah. Or wouldn't you fly them to you? Because I mean, all that travel it can be a bother. 
Um, that's a valid point. That's a valid. Yeah. Point. So well, that's that's the only type I make, Rafini. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. So talk to me about about taking on new projects, right? So because I feel like you were. Let me let me. I'm trying to make this as short of a question as possible. But I think what happens, I think a lot. I, I see a lot of people make this mistake where they say, "Okay, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this." Right. So let's say it's I want to be. I want to do session work. I want to do videos. I want to do. Uh, I want to do you know loops and sound recreations and all that and all that sort of stuff. And I feel like the the mistake that people make is that they try to do all of those things all at the same time. Like they sort of right. try to start all of these things at the same time versus right. like what I think you did is you got really good at doing remote sessions and right. then you started to branch out after that. And I've noticed that with a lot of people, they they sort of master one thing and then they yeah. start branching out um, yeah. from there. Yeah. But so, But talk to me about like the zero to one. Like if you if you want to get into a specific thing, how do you approach that? Like, do you deal with any of that sort of like fear of failure, imposter syndrome, and, and all that sort of stuff that that everyone else suffers too? Like, and how do you get over that? And how do you start putting one foot in front of the other to start going down that road? Right. Um, I mean, I let's see. Uh, let's see. What would be? A, I'm trying to think of a concrete example because I it's I I don't really find myself paralyzed by imposter syndrome you know I, I started making videos and i don't know what damn thing about making videos but who cares i'm you know i'm just jumping in and doing it um, but that's the that's but, the thing like did you have to develop that that attitude like who cares because i think most people are like paralyzed by someone by putting up a video and someone being like this is the worst piece of shit i've ever seen or right. you're the you're the worst drummer in the world and <laughs> and i think that Right. And I like the fact that it doesn't bother you, I think is amazing. Well, I, you know, it, it might just be, that's just how it came from the factory. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I chose a, uh, chose a lifestyle that is not the easiest way to make big piles of money. If, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't know. You just fuck it. Just do it. Whatever the damn thing is. Just freaking do it. I, I mean, actually, I have I have friends who are you know incredibly talented musicians, and there's I don't know. Gosh, it's you know the it's so the internet's so complicated. I, I was just just start pick anything. I mean, so with me, it was just okay. We're, I want to I want to build my own studio, and uh, I don't know a damn thing about it. So I just went to everyone I could and asked them every question I could, and and spent a billion hours reading on gear slots trying to figure out okay, you know. How do you do this? What's a what's a microphone? What's a oh right? You need a mixing board, or you can get outboard preamps. Oh gosh, what a you know? And I made a bunch of dumb mistakes, and um, but you just you know jump in and start doing it. Same with making videos. Um, you know, everybody on the planet now has they have a video camera in their phone, and and you, you know probably video editing software on in your phone, and you know just start, just do it, make whatever. Who cares? It's fun. It's um, you know, <laughs> you know, Nick Rafini is, I'm going to start this website that I interview drummers and have, uh, great, do it. And you did. So, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I mean, obviously there are always going to be risks. I mean, I've, I've spent lots of money on, on stuff that I realized later, oh, I guess I didn't need that. But the only way you learn this stuff is by doing it. Um, you know, yeah, I'm just, a, I'm a big fan of just, Get your, you know, roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty, figure it out. You're going to make every mistake there is to make. You probably invent some new ones that have never existed before. Just do it. Just do yeah. it. That's one yeah. of the thing. one of the many things that I've always admired about you where you'll, there's a lot of people who talk and there's a lot of people talk about what they're going to do. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. But you, you and I will sit down and you're like, I think I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> I'm really going to try to do And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then three weeks later, you're like, hey, I started that thing. Can you check it out? You know, right. and I love the <laughs> fact that you're, you're always, you're always humble enough to go out and seek advice, right? You're never, you, you've never, I've never seen you in a position where even if it's like in your wheelhouse where you have this air that you're like, I mean, you have confidence, but you don't have an air about you with any of that stuff. And I've always admired that fact that you stay humble and you're like, 
I will ask every question. I like even if everyone else thinks it's a stupid question, I will ask that question to make sure that I'm doing it correctly or, you know, or just to make, you know, trying to trying to learn or try to avoid mistakes or or whatever it is, but the main thing is like you do the things that you say you're going to do. Oh, which thanks. I've always which I've always admired, but it's hard to do, man. That is a that's a that's not a uh, that's not an easy thing. Well, sure. I mean, some people could look at it and say, well, yeah, Kid's an idiot. What's he doing trying to make a living in the, you know, as a, dr- a session drummer in 2018? I mean, there's that worked right up in 1992. Um, yeah. And for I, everyone that has that attitude, it has dried up for them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I think, you know, I, I probably brought this up in, in, uh, in 2014 because it's, uh, it's something I've thought about my whole life, but my my great grandfather was a drummer in vaudeville in the circus, and in the twenties he made a lot of money accompanying silent movies in a in a in a movie pit, you know, as as the drummer in a pit orchestra in Vincennes, Indiana, and and then all of a sudden talkies came in, and that work dried up for thousands of drummers all across the country, all across the world, and all those companies making duck calls and train whistles and all the things that would you know. It would accompany silent movies for drummers and pit orchestras. That all disappeared, gone forever, never coming back. And the music industry has definitely – the music industry didn't die with it. Right. Uh, and I'm sure it, a lot of people were like, it's it. It's over. You can never make money being a musician. It's all done. This sucks. I quit. Yeah. Right. And – you know, and what you know, and then there was the whole thing in the late '90s, early 2000s, Napster, and oh my God, you know, CDs are dead. You can't. There's no label budget anymore. There's no nothing. Blah 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 blah. But you know, 20 years later, we still very much have a music industry, and there very much is money to be made in it. Um, it's just different. I mean, you know, and that's. I don't know. 20 years ago, I was making my living touring with a band and selling CDs and and merch, and now I make my money, you know, recording drums for artists that who all over the world who I've never met and recording drum loops and drum samples. And, you know, I sure as hell 20 years ago, didn't think I'd be doing that. Uh, you know, it didn't even occur. So, you know, yeah, 20 years from now, who knows what we're to be talking about? Uh, you know, but the other thing is that, that you're not, you're not like super young in this industry, right? You're not in your twenties and like you grew up with, Instagram and you're like, yeah, man, that's just the way it's going. You adapt and, and as things change, you're willing to adapt with it. And you know, like, you know that I, I reference Gary Vaynerchuk a lot. And one yeah. of the things that, that he says that always resonates with me is you can't be romantic about how you make money in your industry mm-hmm. because you can't sit there and be like, oh, vinyl was the, where the days, you know, or like right. selling right. CDs. Yeah, that was great then, you know, and yeah. I bet 20 years from now, people are going to be like, man, you, we had like, remember you could make money doing samples and like yeah. <laughs> on Instagram and all like that shit's all washed up now. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. You know that was yeah. the golden age of so absolutely. You know it'll yeah. happen and it'll be some new thing that 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 you can either adjust to or you uh-huh. can not adjust to, and you Man, can sit I, around you know, and bitch I, about it. Listen, and, we just listen to music on Spotify and whatever you kids now. You know, oh right. It's not- Good is what we had on Spotify. Okay. Right. And people were making money and but you know, it's like you know <laughs> yeah. like I've been hearing about the the collapse of the music industry my whole life. Right. Right. You know, where it's like, oh, it's not the same as it used to be. And it's like it'll never be the same as it used to be. Whether yeah. that's good or bad. Yeah. And you know and what it's gonna be next year, who knows? And you know, why don't you write the script of what is gonna be next year, you know? Right. Right. Or or ten years from now. It's Somebody came up with every bit of this stuff that we're we're all scrambling to adapt to today, and somebody's going to come up with whatever it is ten years from now. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually yeah. think it's cool, you know. Like I do too. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, there's some, you know, with great power comes <laughs> comes great challenges and responsibilities and dangers. Uh, and you know, there's a lot that uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now that <laughs> bigger than even drumming. Not that right. there's anything. Bigger than drumming, of course, but uh, <laughs> of course not. If, you know, if you suspend reality for a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool. I, I I I get I get depressed when I mean I have, I have friends who are maybe you know ten years older than me, fifteen years older, 
who have played on some of the biggest records of the 20th century, you know, and we've all grown up hearing them play on the radio our entire lives and the songs are still getting played today. And just watching some of these guys just not being able to adapt to, you know, the past, I don't know, when, when did the social media revolution start in the past uh, like several 2004, years? Like maybe? Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, kind of when it, it seems like it, it exploded, maybe, I don't know, whenever, however, several years ago. With, yeah, maybe 2010, it was like, you know, it sort of right. it sort of hit, uh, what's it called, like mass adoption yeah. or yeah. whatever, it, you know. You know, here, this is the way forward right now. And if you don't do this, you know, your, your history. Um, and it just, it's depressing watching guys, you know, they have all the talents in the world and all the credits in the world and all the, you know, the resume, the whole thing and all the knowledge just can't adapt to this. Well, you know, it's the social media. You can't just, you know, you can't hold on to all this knowledge and think, well, I only work to get, you know, for money. I only give my knowledge away for money. I only, you know, well, that's great if you're one of the few that can do that, but most people can't. And yeah, change, change or die, change or die. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I wanted to go. I wanted to rewind a little bit, and I, I don't mean to like. I don't want to like belabor the point. But when we were talking about getting started with doing things and sort of getting from that zero to one, like if we if we really boiled that down and got tactical about it, what like is there tactical advice that you have if you're say you were entering into something new that you had no idea how to do it? Sure. Um, like literally, if you decide you're going to do something today. What do you do tomorrow when you get up? Uh, <laughs> same thing as everyone else. I Google every video <laughs> and every article I possibly could on how to do this new thing. And man, just start reading and digesting like mad. Um, and you know, and you'll figure out a lot of people are full of shit. Yep. It usually doesn't even take that long to just dive into whatever the thing is and realize, oh man, there, there's some real idiots out there that right. you know lots of people have clicked on, and then because lots of people have clicked on this idiot, you know their their ranking goes higher and higher and higher. Well, you know, maybe maybe they're the good source of information, maybe they're not. Um, but then, I mean, also for me, it's don't just okay. Well, well, here's an example. So you know, I want to learn how to build my own studio and start recording drums. And the first thing I did, did specifically did not do was just go to the store and pull out a credit card and put $20,000 worth of drum recording equipment on my credit card and think, well, I, I, you know, I want to do it right. I'm going to get the best. And I mean, I, I literally started with a $99 Mackie two channel recorder that sounded like crap, but whatever, you know, I got a cheap ass microphone and that little thing, and okay, right, this is how I, you know, I can record drums. I actually did a little YouTube video about this not too long ago um, on, my, on my channel about, you know, if, if I know, if I knew then what I know now, here is the step I would take, you know, here are the steps I would take to do it. But as in, don't, just don't, oh, I'm going to be, oh, it's like the people, oh, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to start exercising. They, they go to the mall. I was just thinking it. of that. Yeah, you know, $2,000 worth of exercise gear, and then you know, use it once and it's, it's right. in the closet. Right. Don't, it's like, don't it's not the clothes. Yeah. yeah. It's not the clothes, not the shoes. It's just get off your ass and start with something and start simple. I mean, uh, I always say that creativity is a habit, you know, and it's like the new gear isn't going to make you like go into the studio and toy around more. Yeah. You know, it's like if you already have some stuff that you can toy around with now and you're not yeah. doing it, you know, yeah. or if you're not practicing, like a new drum set isn't going to make you practice. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's never worked that way for me. It's yeah, ever. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, yeah, and, and you know, and and drum wise, anyhow, it's you know, okay, sure, you have to have. It's helpful to have something, but man, I mean, I, I used to um, I used to play shows at the uh, the Red Lion in New York City on on Bleecker Street, mm -hmm. and I would show up. There was a house kit, but I would show up, and there was a guy playing um, the set before me, and his drum set was he had a snare drum. That he would play with, uh, you know, those those kind of nylon rods or brushes or whatever, and his kick drum was the snare drum case that he stuck up right up, up against the monitor, and he played with a poofy beater and put a mic on it, and it had this low muffled thump, and then he had the little snare drum and maybe a cymbal, 
and I think he had a couple shakers that he tied to his arms, and then um, I think he had a djembe off to the side, and that was his whole kit. You know, it was, and they're all crappy drums. It was, I mean, probably the most expensive thing was probably this $100 molded plastic snare drum case. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it sounded great. It sounded right. really cool. You know, and I'm like, I was, I would, I would get there early just to watch this guy's kit. I have no idea who it was or what his band was, but it was really inspiring to just hear. Yeah, it's not, it's not the gear. It's not, it's what you do with it. Right, right. Yeah, you don't have to have the Jens Hennerman kit. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I still, I still regret not being able to put that together. But oh man, that would have been such a pain in the ass. Yeah, for sure. You know, rent a van to haul that crap, and oh, it's like man. the Terry Bozio set. Like the, <laughs> oh my god, he has like three of them, and one of they call it, it's like the small, medium, and large set or whatever. But the large, like I have pictures of it. It's in there. I without exaggerating, I think. I don't. I don't want to exaggerate. I bet there's at least fifteen pedals. Yeah, probably I'll, twenty. I'll plus. bet you're right. Like it's insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. insane. I mean, you know, but that's that's cool too. I mean, you know, obviously, I am not Terry Bozio. I never, ever, in a million years will be. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with fifteen. Yeah, I can barely deal with two pedals. One for the I know. Island. I sat down. I was like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, <laughs> I have I, no I, idea. I, you know. I, same with uh, with uh, Vic Salazar. I, I got to play his kit, and uh, <laughs> it, I, it's an amazing kit. I sat down. Vic, I, I don't know what to do with this. Right. I, right. I tapped a few things. Oh, those sound kind of nice. Yeah, cool. <laughs> this uh, like, do you have an owner's manual for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's this button do? it's like it's like trying to fly a jumbo jet you're like what's can, this button do can i get ice cream now um yeah <laughs> so but speaking of gear uh yeah you have a ton of gear granted you you have to because you know over the years you've built more and more kits for for different things yeah. uh but I remember, you know, we were talking about it and I was like, how many, you know, bass drums do you have? You're like, I don't know, 17 or something like that. And uh, and however many snares you how many snares do you have? How many snares do you have? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, it was, I, th I think it's going to be 52. I'm, I'm actually going to pick up another snare drum from, uh, from GMS next week. So that'll be 52 or 53. Which is not so, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but you need it, right? Because that's your job. That's what you do. It is what I do. It is my job. And it is, I, I mean, I swear to God, every time I think I haven't played that drum in years, I'm getting rid of the damn thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm, this happens maybe not all the time, but often enough. There, in fact, recently I did a big session with a, a great producer. And, um, you know, I, the week before I had, had identified maybe five or six snare drums. I thought, I haven't touched those drums in years. You know, I, it's just time to get rid of that crap. And in that session, four songs, I think we used three of those snare drums that I hadn't touched in a year. <laughs> they were, I mean, it was undeniable to everyone. You know, I, I would put up five different snare drums and no, nope, no, nope, that is definitely the one. It just fits that spot in the music exactly right, the way it should. Um, God damn it. You're I mean, like, well, I'm, there goes I'm, that. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know, it's because every song is different. You know, they're all in different mm -hmm. keys. They all have different instruments. They all, you know, going on around it. And there's, they're just everything has to fit in the same kind of sonic box. So, right. you know, there, there's just there's a limited range of what's open to your snare drum sound. Um, mm -hmm. And it's I I didn't. It took me a long time to really really understand that. And a lot of that was just spending time watching you know, really talented mix engineers put together a, a final mix of the whole song, not just the drums, but, you know, every bit of it. And drums are part of that, but everything else is a big part of that, too. And, you know, and there really is. It's, you know, th there's a very finite amount of sonic space that you can fill with whatever the sound is. So two things I want to mention be just be before I forget that I think is important. One, uh, people listening may say, oh, well, I don't have 50 snare drums and I don't have, you, you know, 50 snare drums. 50, 15 drum sets. So I'm, I can't, I can't do this. I just no, like, no, 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 that yeah. is not what I'm, yeah, yeah. Right. Start yeah. with right. one, right? Start with one, start with one and do everything you possibly can with that one snare drum. Right. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, I have all the stuff, but still to this day, some of my favorite drums and cymbals are, it's stuff that, I mean, I just did a whole loop sample where the, uh, our sample package where the, the kick drum sounds really cool. It's got this kind of, uh, 60s soul vibe to it. And the, I, I literally bought the bass drum for $25 and the heads cost me way more than what the bass drum itself is worth. And you know it sounds really cool. I you know and my, my my wife found a little pile of symbols in the garbage and she you know saved them for me because obviously she knows I like drums and and symbols. You know and they sound really cool. They were you know they're not they're not worth anything. They're right, but they have their place. They you know in, in the right track. I I don't know. You know I I see the guys on the streets in uh, in New York City playing you know literally a pile of junk. Just you know broken old drywall tubs and and you know dish pans or cake drying racks and all this stuff you know man they're making music out of it and it's awesome yeah so yep you know yeah i i the gear is great it's cool i love it i i always will but uh start don't, with what you have yeah start with what you have and don't get too hung up on that stuff So you've heard me mention numerous times about the new kits that are coming out from Apex and uh, some revolutionary stuff that they've been working on. And they finally released all of the information about it, about the Black Panther Design Lab series drum kits. And you have to go to MapexDesignLab.com to learn everything about it. They were not exaggerating when they said it's some revolutionary stuff. They have a new hardware that has uses a magnetic field that hangs the drum. So it's sort of just floating there and you can adjust the tension. You can adjust the sound. And there is a lot more information than I can explain here in 45 seconds. I recommend going to mapexdesignlab.com. You will be blown away by the technological advancements that they've made over there at Mapex. Check them out. Go to mapexdesignlab.com. The second so, thing I was going to mention was um, what you were saying, how you have sort of you only have a certain amount of, of sonic space to deal with. And is that something how did you learn that you just learned by doing right? You, uh, you figure that out over time. Yeah. But, you know, it, yeah, it just kind of figured it out over time. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wrecking my brain. Um, uh, is, he's a recording engineer out in L.A. And he's he's been on he's had a zillion videos. He does. uh kind of recording boot camps and I, I can picture his face uh, It's embarrassing. I'll, is he a drummer or is he a producer? No, no, he's a, he's a recording engineer. He, he did stuff oh. with, um, with some Terry Bozo recording, um, Tony Levin, some other, anyway, he had a great video, a, a short little thing that was interesting. He was talking about, um, cleaning up his studio and he was, he put on, um, uh, when the levee breaks by Zeppelin, you know, which mm-hmm. probably one of the most iconic drum sounds ever. And he was saying it suddenly hit him that he's had a, zillion drummers ask for you know the when the levy bait breaks drum sound but he's never ever once had anyone say could you give me the bass sound from when the levy breaks and uh that was a really eye-opening little five minute video for for me to see that because what he was saying is basically you know these drums are huge and they you know it's one of the most famous drum sounds in the world uh but if you go back and listen to the record which of course i immediately did i mean you can play in his day hear what the bass player John Paul Jones is playing on that record, but it's uh, the mix engineer had to decide. Well, you know who's going to be huge? Is it going to be uh, the drums or is it going to be the bass? And it can't be both. They can't both be huge because there's only so much low end space available in the, in this mix. Right. Uh, and and it actually took me back to a record. I, I was just in uh, in Indiana University. I went to visit uh, my friend Mike Stucker, who's a, a professor at the audio their audio engineering department. And Mike had mixed a re- recorded and mixed a record that my old band Johnny Sacco did in the in the '90s when we really didn't know what we were doing, and there was no there was no information on the on the internet at that point anyhow. So we were sort of making it up as we went. But the um, the really thing, and it was funny to hear him tell it from his perspective 20 some years later. And then I think it's also become part of his teaching to the classes of, okay, kids, here's what you might deal with someday. Uh, but so we, we recorded this record, seven piece ska rock funk band. We're all in the studio. We're listening back to the mix of, you know, the song we just recorded. And one by one, we all went around the room and said, okay, can you make my sounds bigger and fatter and fuller and louder and more upfront in the mix? 
Okay. And then the next guy, you know, can you make my sounds, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it take it's like, uh, you know, painting with, you know, you try to make, put more color in more color and you, you just end up with mud right. and, uh, it's the same thing sonically. So something's got to give. And in fact, the, I mean, that, that also helped me just in terms of figuring out drum parts. I mean, you know, I, I feel like drummers so often just think, well, you know, I, I practice all these complicated techniques, complicated drumming techniques. Thank you, Jens. Jens. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I got to put them in the song, I gotta put them in the song, but there isn't room in the song for all that stuff. Right. Um, no, and that's one, that's one thing that that I like. I talk about a lot, but I know that you you uh, talk about that a lot on Instagram and stuff. Where you're like, you know, sometimes it's just you know a quarter note or a, 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 you know even less. Like sometimes yeah. it's a half note on the hi hat and just like two and four, yeah. and that's it. That's all the song needs. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it depends what you're. I mean, it, it is funny because I mean, I actually recently I I was doing you know really simple really simple uh kind of indie folk music where you know just brushes super sparse and then the next track came in was in five four and they had these weird turnarounds in five sixteen and you know i'm really syncopated all the way through so then i think well you know everything i keep babbling about on on instagram as being important is kind of out the window right now as in oh crap i'm really glad i do have some technique and you know an understanding of okay right here's here you know different time signatures and there was some you know, I had to put in my paradiddles to make the, the 516 turnarounds work out right and all that stuff. So, um, you know, everything you have to take with a grain of salt. It, right. <laughs> so, right. I, you know, make sure you, you got to learn your technique, too. Um, it's just learn it and then forget it, pull it out when you need it, and then put it all aside when the song doesn't call for it. They're, you know, some of the best drummers in the world can do that. And, uh, I mean, you know, look at Steve Gadd. He's got more technique than the vast majority of us. And, man, he nobody plays a simpler beat that feels as good as, as Steve Gadd. So. I just can't uh, – I, I can't figure out – I can't figure it out how he does it. You know, it's no. like he can play two notes and you're like, how does this groove so yeah. hard? Uh-huh. I, I just – I don't I, – I just it's like it goes over my head. You know? Yeah. Oh, you had, you had posted a Steve Gadd drum solo at one point a few years ago. I remember watching that. It's like, holy. I mean, he's not doing anything. And this is the most amazing solo I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. There's one. And I, I don't know if you and I talked about this the other night when we were together. But there's a there's a video of him. And I, I don't even remember who he's playing with. But he, they're playing at like an arena. Mm-hmm. And he does this drum solo, and it starts, and it's literally just him, like, just boom, ka, right, ship them doom, pop, and I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. I just all of that space that is yeah. to me that is courage yeah. beyond belief to to yeah. do that in front of thirty thousand people. Yeah, and you're like, I'm gonna play two notes, and then yeah. I'm gonna play three. You know, it's yeah. like. <laughs> that's and it feels so good it feels no, no, so I, incredibly I know, good definitely know the one you mean yeah 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 it's and he has a leopard skin uh vest on <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's courage right there i'm <laughs> like steve Gadd, man you know like yeah good lord <laughs> good lord so less is more always yeah well not always uh, you know like you said sometimes uh, uh, yeah less is more unless unless that's inappropriate so right you know, right. I, you know, and it's kind of like you were saying, you just, you kind of got to find your, find your niche. If, you know, I, I don't, I'm just not a heavy, I'm not heavily into fusion and I'm not heavily into, you know, hardcore prog rock. It's just on my, you know, it's not what grabs me and, and heavy, heavy drum chop stuff. That's just never been, it's never really spoken to me in a, in a, in a huge way. So, um, you know, I go other directions and for other, so you know, I'm I'm not the guy to call if you know you hardcore double kick, your complicated time signatures, lots of fills everywhere. You know, there you call somebody else, and, and I'm just fine with that. Right. So. Right. right. You know, whatever. Same thing yep. if you you know if you need your your brain's all messed up and you need somebody to operate, you don't call me. You call call somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. So. <laughs> uh so speaking of uh i'm going to transition into speaking of more gear stuff uh Mm. 
So you have been working on this video for, for so long, and I want to talk about it a little bit because I think it's <laughs> awesome. So you did uh, 50 <laughs> snare drums in five minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. And all through through all different eras of, of snare drums. Yeah, it's I mean, you can tell me. you can explain it a lot better than I can. I'm, well, I mean, I, I just was going through uh, maybe uh, I think last year I, w- I was visiting um, family in Vincennes, Indiana, and there's a uh, there's a music store there that is, I mean, it's every gear nuts dream music store. It's been there a billion years. It's barely open. It's a huge building, crammed to the gills with crap, going back I don't know how many decades. Just just, you know, music crap piled everywhere in this ancient decaying building. And uh, so I found an old, it was a Ludwig Pioneer snare drum from dated 1918. Um, and a little, you know, brass 4 by 14 piccolo. And so I got that in, in another uh, a 1940s Radio King. And, you know, the price was fair. It, it wasn't a giveaway. He, you know, the guy definitely knows, you know, he knows what the stuff is and, and, right. and he's going to give it away. But, you know. It's an amazing treasure trove, and, and I honestly thought those kind of places disappeared a long time ago. But um, you know, so suddenly I'm I'm looking at the snare drum, realizing, wow, this you know this drum's from 1918, and I play it. It sounds great. It's really cool for what it is. And then I you know I just gotten a, a couple new drums from uh, from Gretsch at GMS in in 19 or 2018. I thought you know what, holy crap, there's there's a hundred years of snare drums here. This is cool. But they all you know, they all function perfectly in today and hopefully a hundred years from now, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll still be around. So right. yeah, we started, we'd, we'd been making the snare drum of the day for a while on Instagram cause it was kind of fun to do. And, and after we got through a bunch of those, you know, huh, how many of these would we done? And <laughs> we went back and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, this, this sort of works out. Uh, it just sort of fell in my lap. Honestly, honestly, I mean, we've just been doing this stuff for a while, and uh, there wasn't there wasn't when we first started doing snare of the day. It was just oh, I got a bunch of snare drums. Let's just I don't know. Here's what this one sounds like. Here's what that that one sounds like. Right. And yeah, if, if I'd been smart and strategic about it, I would have you know planned it out and said, okay, this is going to be a an eighteen month process, and and each month we're going to record. Yeah, blah 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 blah. It was just for <laughs> the day. Uh, go. I don't know. Grab that one. What does that sound like? And then. You know, grab a snare, hit it. It's like, oh gosh, that sound that reminds me of the sound of, you know, Captain and Tennille. Okay, oh great, right. That's that's today's snare drum. It's the Captain and Tennille snare. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, there's a lot to be said for being able to plan meticulously in advance, but that's never going to be my my path. So eh, who needs it? Yeah, exactly. Well, except for well, you know, society and uh, whatever. But um see now i've lost my train of thought so yeah snare drums i'm a fan so if is that uh so is it all in chronological order the snares that you have now like all or the video uh yeah as best i can tell you know i I've, some of them i don't know exactly what year they're made but i i know that generally know the uh the decade and 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 kind of part of the uh what part of the decade i think um right. i think it's easier you know in uh as they start putting dates on, on snare drums by the, uh, by the sixties. But, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, musically, mu- musically it's all over the map. I mean, you know, my, my 1918 snare drum sounds great on kind of, um, I think, I think I was trying to do a, uh, a Chad Blake kind of, uh, kind of vibe and, you know, it sounds great for that. You could use it for whatever you want for 2018. So I, I apologize if you're hearing construction sounds there. <laughs> <laughs> working on my building nonstop. It's hey man, such, you got to do what you got to do. It's such a wreck over here. I can't even tell you. Um, but uh, at least it wasn't the studio this time. I already went through that once. These uh, these natural disasters, man. I you know I'm I'm wondering how many drummers just lost their houses in uh, in California. This I know. is uh, some nutty nutty stuff. So, nutty so stuff. brutal. So brutal. Yeah. Like I, I was around both of it. So I was in Northern California and then just moved to LA and now they're, you know, it's happening down here too. So it's, yeah, you, you showed me a picture of, uh, of, you know, a very foggy day, <laughs> except for that wasn't fog. Yeah. That was the day we moved actually. And it was right. Quint- or 
when we and it was bad and it, and the air the air quality index was 192 or something and then the day after we left it was 295 300 is considered hazardous and i think once yeah. it gets slightly like slightly above that they have to start evacuating people because there's not enough oxygen in the air man and and you can like you can die of smoke inhalation which is yeah. crazy yeah so i mean absolutely so yeah go go to the west coast and you got the fires, you can come back here, and we've got the floods, and I, uh, interesting times. Yeah, it was, uh, as a side note, I, uh, I spent a lot of time at the, uh, this drum store in Hoboken, New Jersey, called the Drum Den, and for years after Hurricane Sandy, we would see flood drums come in. You know, just drums had clearly been in that, in that flood. It was so depressing, and they all had the, the exact same smell, and yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of drums now coming from California that are just, have that... Oh yeah, this has been under fire, hasn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's shame. Interesting stuff. So if people want to one, if they want to find you, where's the best place to do it? So they I mean they should follow you on Instagram. What's it Dylan just uh, Dylan underscore Wissing, right? On uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's me. Yeah, I've got two sites. I am still trying to figure out I uh, I've got indiestudiodrummer.com, which was my uh my drum tracking business, and I I Picked that name in probably 2008 or 2007, thinking, oh, I guess I should name my business something. How about Indie Studio Drum? Okay, great, fine, whatever. Uh, and then realized, well, years later, I thought, well, that's kind of silly to have that because really I'm just DylanWissing.com. It's just me doing all this stuff. So I'm either DylanWissing.com or IndieStudioDrummer.com plus the YouTube and, uh, and Instagram pages. So one of those four, you'll, you'll find me. And where's the video? Where's the? Where can we find the uh, the fifty oh, snare drum? That's on YouTube. That's, that's on YouTube. YouTube, and I'll link up to it in the show notes too, actually, so that so that people okay, can cool. find oh, that. Okay, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. So, uh, it's super cool, and like I don't know, that would have I, I would have well, I, I shouldn't say never, but that would have taken me about ten years to make that video. So, well, I mean, it took took us about eighteen months. I mean, we <laughs> we didn't start, you know, we started eighteen months ago saying, oh, why don't we do a snare drum today? Okay, great. And 18 months later, I mean, we, I think we've, we've been editing that video for, I don't know. We started months ago. Yeah. You know, and I've seen know, like so. random, uh, I've seen like different iterations of it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we start, we edit and it gets put away for a, a month. Oh yeah, yeah. We should finish that video. Yeah. Okay. We right. work a little more. Not enough hours in the day yeah. or, you know, too many projects. Right. Yeah. Too many projects. I think that's it. <laughs> the uh but for for everyone listening go if you go to uh instagram and follow him dylan dylan underscore whisting he does a lot of cool like studio tricks and hacks and and different things that you're working on which i always feel like are are super insightful it's never you like this is what i'm having for lunch you know you're <laughs> like this is a new record that, you know or a new thing that we're working on and here's how we got the sound for it or here's you know, here's a good way to, to mic a certain sort of drum or if you want to get this kind of sound, you can mic it this way and everything or use this kind of microphone. So I always think it's like the stuff that you put on is always is always really insightful and entertaining. Oh, well, thanks. Not, well I, you know, know I, I have to say ever since uh, ever since the guys from Sounds Like a Drum came out, they go, what's the point? They've got it covered. They've got to cover way <laughs> more than I. <laughs> so I'm going to move on and maybe I, I might just shift over to, you know, here's what I had for lunch today. And this go. is made me feel when I was hitting snare drums or something. There you go. Yeah. yeah so I like it. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, one, uh, it was great to have you back on the podcast oh, and two, thanks. uh, just, man, it's been really, you know, I, I think that you know this, but I feel like publicly I should tell you it's, it's been awesome that we've become such good friends, man. I really do appreciate your friendship. Exactly and Exactly. Uh, the same. And, you yeah. know, and the other thing I will say is, is, uh, it's really cool for me because, I mean, I really do. I swear to God, I remember you coming to me the first time we met and saying, you know, I'm thinking about doing a website that, that could be a, a huge resource for drummers. Uh, <laughs> you, go, that, you know, that sounds like a cool idea. And what, it, how many, what are you up to now? 500 interviews or something? We're, we're getting close to 500. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, that's, that is a national treasure. Or, I'm sorry. That's an international treasure. And <laughs> I really, really, I, in all sincerity, hope that you're able to get that collection of interviews to some sort of institution so 100 years from now anybody who's interested in anything having to do with music in you know over the past 
I don't know how many decades have you, I mean, your interviews cover drummers yeah. that have been around since, oof. I mean, there's a huge amount of history there. And I, I hope that you're able to get that in, in a place that uh, the whole world can search it, you know, permanently, because it's an incredible resource. Well, thanks, man. That's the goal, too. You, like, do something with it, you know, like, obviously, it'll live wherever it lives forever, you know, but right. it's somehow have it. I don't know where it would go. Like, I don't know. Maybe I can go to like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and ask them if they want it or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, you know, but, the Smithsonian, the uh, Library of Congress. Uh, yeah. You know, there, I mean, it, it, it's an incredible treasure trove of information. So, well, thanks, dude. And you're you're part of it. You've been part of it twice. So I appreciate oh, it. I know the thanks. I know the listeners do, man. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Actually, I'll sure. see you out in sunny California. I'll see you in sunny. Yeah, see you at Nam. Good deal. All right, bro. Cool, Thanks man. again. Great talking to you. I'll see you soon. Cheers. So that was Dylan Wissing. I hope you dug that. And if you go to drummersresource.com forward slash session 450, we will have the links to everything that we mentioned in here, especially that video that he did, the 50 snare drums in five minutes. So definitely check that out. You can follow him on Instagram. He's at Dylan underscore Wissing. And I suggest you do that, especially if you want to find out about some sort of his top secret uh, uh, studio tricks and hacks and all that fun stuff. So do that. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.